Hey, are you in sales and you want to know how to smash that glass ceiling? Do you want to make more money than you ever thought was possible? You're in the right place. My name's Sandra Carter. I've been in commercial real estate for over two decades and I know how to sell. I'm going to teach you the habits, the formulas, the tips, the tricks and the tools that you will need to be a superstar salesperson in whatever field you're in. So sit back, relax, tune in and listen to my podcast, Million Dollar Agent, and let's smash some glass ceilings together. This episode is brought to you by M2 Moringa. Hey, hey, Million Dollar Agents, it's Sandra again, and welcome to episode 20. Well, it's a good day to be podcasting, let me tell you, because it is raining its heart out outside, and uh, it's a public holiday. It's the Queen's funeral public holiday, which is not on the Queen's funeral, and it's also the school holiday, so it's like the perfect storm, really, for if you're a podcaster. But anyway, uh, this episode is about emotional intelligence. So that's your EQ. So that is your capacity to be emotionally mature uh, in terms of how you deal with people on different levels and in different situations. It determines how you communicate with people. It determines how you navigate conflict. It determines how you build connections, express yourself and how you show empathy to your clients and just people in general. Now, to be a really good salesperson, to be a superstar salesperson, you must have exceptionally good emotional intelligence because it's the fundamental basis for how you deal with people. And deal, dealing with people is what we do. So you need to have yourself in check. You need to make sure that your emotional intelligence, your EQ is on point so that you are going to be delivering the best service you can be and not letting yourself get in the way. So again, it's about getting out of your own way and really thinking about how you're approaching deals, how you're approaching people and how you're approaching situations and what your personal response is to those situations. So let's break it down a little bit. So the first part of your EQ is communication. Now, how you communicate with a customer is going to make or break you in sales. Communication is the biggest part of your EQ because you need to make sure that you're really, really good at it. You want to be getting your point across and you want to be clear and concise and not giving anybody mixed signals or conflicting information that's going to make it really difficult for them to make a decision. Unless you're absolutely crystal clear about what you're delivering in sales, uh, it makes it very hard for people to say yes or no. And if they're going to say no, they're going to say no. But you want them to say yes because they understand absolutely clearly what you are delivering. So you have to be very good at getting the message across. The other part of communication is actually communicating. So this comes down to touch points. And I talk about this in episode 14 about how you must use touch points with your clients somewhere between four and eight touch points, no less than four and no more than eight, because that way you're not in their face and you're not over the top and and bombarding them and stalking them, but you've made at least four attempts, if you go the minimal amount, to actually follow up and communicate. And that's the big key for sales is communication. Communication also comes down to listening. 
To be a good communicator, you need to be a good listener because you need to understand what your client's needs are. We are problem solvers in commercial real estate and in any sales role, you are a problem solver. You cannot solve a problem unless you know what the problem is. And it's so simple, isn't it? Just sit back, listen, ask the questions that you need to ask to find out exactly what the client needs. There's nothing worse than a salesperson telling you what you need rather than asking you what you want. And I'm sure we've all experienced that where you've just had somebody on autopilot reading the script and bombarding you with information and they're not actually listening to you. And I don't care if you're buying vacuum cleaners. If you go into Harvey Norman or another major chain and you say, I'm after a vacuum cleaner, And the salesman comes up to you and says, okay, I've got this vacuum cleaner and I think you should buy it and it does this and it does that and, you know, it's perfect for polished floors and da-da-da-da-da and they're not letting you get a word in edgewise and uh, you're like me, you've got border collies and you want something that's going to not only get the border collie hair off the floor uh, and it's also going to wash the floor and it's going to wash the mats and it's going to do everything and it makes coffee. That's what you're looking for. But this salesperson is not communicating with you. He's not asking you what you need. You, you've He's lost you. And if you're anything like me, you're going to turn your back on the guy and walk away and the deal is dead. So to be the best thing this guy could do is say, okay, tell me about you. Tell me about your place. Tell me about your floor. Tell me about your dog. <laughs> do you have an inside dog, an outside dog? Uh, it doesn't matter. As long as he's asking the right questions, right, you're going to be standing there and you want to tell him about you. People love talking about themselves. That's the thing. And that's why sales is so fascinating because when you're in sales and you let somebody do the talking, you've got them. You've got them on the hook. People want to talk about themselves and good communicators are often the best listeners. So make sure you sharpen up your communication skills so that your EQ for from a communication perspective is on point. And for the record, I don't always turn my back on a salesperson who I feel is not listening to me. What I'll often do is interrupt them and tell them that they should listen to my podcast and let them know where they can find it. So the second thing you need to be really good at to have a good EQ is navigating conflict. Now, people, some people hate conflict and some people spend most of their lives avoiding conflict, which, you know, is kind of a nice way to live, but it's also, it's too safe. Now, I kind of have this theory, but if I haven't upset someone in a day, I'm not doing the right thing. And that might sound a bit confrontational. And someone used to call me the queen of confrontation, but it's really means that you have to be doing a lot of stuff every day to be super successful. And it's not all going to go well. So if you haven't upset somebody, you haven't done enough because The laws of probability is that someone's going to be upset somewhere along the line. So you need to take the good with the bad. And most of it's good, but sometimes things just don't happen the way that they want to happen. And as salespeople, we have to negotiate and we also have to navigate when things either go wrong or, you know, when you're trying to make a deal come together and both parties are so far removed from each other that it feels like it's not going to happen and you need to fix that. So conflict... Uh, if we talk about it in terms of somebody's upset with you and they've 
you know, they might call you and you might cop an earful because something hasn't gone their way. The way you manage yourself, your emotional IQ when it comes to that situation is going to be something that you need to work on firstly, but it's something that you need to get right. And the key really is never, ever lose your cool, ever, because you can't take it back. You cannot reverse it. And that person will always remember you for the person that lost it. And also they're going to tell everybody about it. So it will stay with you. It will stay with your reputation. So be very careful. Now, what I usually say is if somebody's on the phone and they're going off at me about something, and I mean, this is when it's at an extreme level, I'll usually say, look, I'm really sorry you feel this way. I think we Everyone needs to calm down and we need to end this conversation before somebody says something that they will regret. And then I'll usually say, I'm going now, thank you, and hang up. Or often they hang up. But you just don't know what's going on with people too. So you have to be mindful of what how people are feeling. And there's always more to it. You'll find that it's not about what you've done. It's usually something bigger in the background that's triggered that person and it was the straw that broke the camel's back and you're just the punching bag. So always think of that. Think, what else is going on in your life that you would actually react like this? Now, I had a situation a couple of years ago where a client went absolutely toxic on me and it was for some silly reason there was a dispute over an invoice amount. It wasn't even um, that it wasn't supposed to be invoiced. It was just the amount. And this person absolutely lost it. And I'm talking, I've never been spoken to like that in 20 years of working in commercial real estate. And I was actually dumbstruck. I couldn't speak, which was actually making the situation worse because I wasn't responding. He was getting more and more fired up. And ended up hanging up on me and telling me that we'll never do business again. And yeah, it was just an awful, awful phone call. And I was upset, clearly would be. And I actually rang his business partner, assuming that this person would have gone back to the office and said, we're never dealing with Sandra Carter again, because that was what he said to me. And when I rang that off that person and I said, look, I've been really enjoyed working with you. I just wanted to say, say that and thank you for all your assistance. He was like, what are you talking about? Anyway, it turns out that it was a massive storm in a teacup. That person was having a bad day. I was the punching bag and it was all really forgotten about pretty quickly. Uh, didn't get an apology. I did from the office, but I didn't from the person. And that doesn't matter because it's a very big lesson in having empathy because it just you have to think about what else is going on in someone's life. Like it, you are not the be-all and end-all of their day. The world does not revolve around you or me. There's other stuff going on. So yeah, it's a good way to think about it. When someone's doing this to you, just think, oh, you know what? Let's just end it now because you can cut it off and then it can be repaired. If you retaliate and you start saying, mate, you are such a this and that and I'm never going to deal with you either and how dare you speak to me like that and who the hell you think you are, which is what was going through my head, uh, then you just bugger it up forevermore. 
because it becomes you it's a it's a deal breaker it's the end so just be careful when you're dealing with someone who loses it think about your emotional intelligence and yeah think about theirs because they probably need a bit of work on that maybe you should tell them to listen to my podcast anyway comes down to navigating conflict as we're talking about and I guess that also comes down to finding solutions for people which comes down to communication see these things are all tied together so you know if somebody's got a problem and they're upset about it and it's creating conflict you need to come up with ways to solve the problems you need to put your thinking cap on and if you can't talk to someone else about it go to if you've got a mentor speak to your mentor if you've got a principal in your office who is very experienced or even other salespeople in your office, run it past them. Don't think you're alone in these situations because most things that happen, most things that go pear-shaped have happened historically. You know, you're not inventing the wheel. So someone's going to have a good idea as to how to navigate around something. Okay, so the third thing that shows how good your emotional intelligence is is how you express yourself with your clients. And that this will determine how your clients and your customers actually respond to you. Now, confidence is the absolute key to expressing yourself well because people want to trust you. And if you're confident and you're putting out that confident vibe that you have faith in what you're saying and that you trust what you're saying and that you trust in your product or your service, they're going to trust you. So you want to be confident, you want to be assertive, but by no means do you want to be pushy or aggressive. Now, the hard sale has gone. Now, it's been gone for a long time and I couldn't even tell you. I think it could be five years, maybe even longer, but it doesn't work anymore. And if you'll find that there will still be salespeople in your face and very aggressive and very pushy. And I actually spoke to a fellow on the phone the other day another commercial agent, not in the same state as me, but he was so aggressive (laughs) that I said to him, mate, you are really pushy. You are really aggressive. And I just want to let you know that. And has anybody else said that to you? And he was all defensive and he's like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, oh, yes, you are. And I was having a good old chuckle to myself because you know what? I think if I was doing that to someone, I'd want to know. And it really hosed him down. He came back down and he was like, oh, I'm really sorry about that. And, you know, I don't think I'm aggressive at all. And he kind of came down about five notches and he was quite good at the end of the conversation. But, you know, uh, these guys are old school and they think that, you know, it's a boys club and it's a man's world and, you know, you have to, it's like the alpha males bumping their chests together and you have to behave like that. But really, you have to adapt to whoever you're talking to. So when he's talking to me, but I'm a female, clearly, (laughs) he needs to soften it down a bit. You know, it might work with the boys in the office, might work with his principal, and it might work when he's talking to other agents externally in his patch, but does not work for everybody. Didn't work for me. I can, I'm standing back looking at it from a training perspective and also from an agent perspective. And yeah, so I do get a good giggle out of telling them so. So to have a good emotional IQ in terms of expressing yourself, what do you need to do? You need to read the client. Okay. You need to find out quickly 
by listening to them how you need to express yourself with them. Like there might be some people that, you know, if you're too soft, you're going to lose them because they're more to the point, hardcore, want to know what's going on, tell me how it is. And they might be slightly aggressive themselves and there might be a little bit of that pushy nature and then that's okay. You can amp it up again. But if you're dealing with a little old lady, she's got a million bucks in the bank and she wants to buy a passive investment that she doesn't have to think about, you need to tone it right down. And I don't care if you're selling her vacuum cleaners or Coca-Cola or whatever. You need to tone it down and be adaptable and, and, and have, oh my goodness, it's like a zoo here. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and remember, you sometimes just need to be confident and be yourself. And that might work for the majority of people. But just remember, be authentic, but also be adaptable when it comes to expressing yourself. Now, the fifth thing and final thing for this Emotional IQ podcast is your capacity to show empathy. Now, we touched on this a little bit ago when we were talking about how you navigate conflict. Empathy is a really big deal when it comes to sales because you need to be able to put yourself in the shoes of the person you're dealing with in order to best manage that person and the way that you handle the transaction and the way that you communicate and offer them your services. If you don't really get to know them and don't really understand how they tick, it's going to be very hard to close the deal. Now, from a life perspective, empathy is really important and it's like a muscle that you need to build. So it's something that you need to work on and there's ways to get better at it. Now, the two, there are two types of empathy. One's cognitive empathy and one's affective empathy. Now, cognitive is the ability to imagine someone's thoughts and feelings. So that, again, comes down to putting yourself in their shoes. Affective empathy is the ability to respond with the appropriate emotion to the person you're dealing with. Now, if you get really good at being an empathetic person, you will build relationships with your clients way faster. This is why these five points link in together again. And again, as we said before, it helps you navigate conflict. So build that empathy muscle. Now, according to Andrew Sobel, now I'll put a link to his website. There are eight things you can do to build your empathy muscle, to strengthen your own em empathy. Now, the first one is challenging yourself, undertaking challenges and experiences that you've never done before and taking yourself out of your comfort zone. And put it, that kind of allows you to do things that will humble you, as he says. He says, get out of your usual environment. Travel, see new places, and it'll give you a better appreciation for others. Ask for feedback, particularly in personal relationships. How am I traveling along? How am I delivering myself? And, you know, ask your friends, ask for honest feedback to see you might be going along so brazenly thinking you've got it all together and someone can floor you in a second by saying, hey, do you know that I find your mannerism so aggressive that I actually avoid confrontations with you or conflict? So that can be a leveler. And if everybody's too frightened to tell you, you're just going to keep barreling along and being that same person and wondering why you're really not getting anywhere in life or not getting very far with people, or maybe not doing very well in sales. 
because you're so full of yourself and so much front that nobody can get through. So that's a really powerful way to try and learn more empathy for other people is to ask them, hey, how, how am I traveling? What am I doing wrong? Can you tell me? Am I too aggressive? Am I too upfront? So Andrew goes on to say that you need to cultivate your sense of curiosity. So do what children do. They ask a lot of questions. They're asking questions all the time. Why? How? Who? Where? When? Be be that person. Go back to your childhood and tap into that. And number eight, he says, ask better questions. So he says, bring three or four thoughtful or even provocative questions to every conversation you have with clients. Now, Andrew's got a website where you can go and actually do a course on how on how to be more empathetic, which I think is fantastic. So have a look at it. If you feel like your empathy muscle is very, very weak and you're, you're all about the big picture and you just can't kind of drill down to that and, and you don't feel good about it, I think it's something you need to work on because it does seriously help your sales career. Uh, it also helps with your relationships in life and really that's why we're doing this, isn't it? This is what it's all about. We do this for the people we love. We do this for the people that we care about and we want to look after people. And that's why I work so hard because I love the people in my life and I want to look after them. I want to make sure they've got the best of everything. And I'm sure you feel the same. Okay, so that's a wrap for episode 20. So let's just touch base on what we talked about. Now, there's five points to having a good emotional intelligence. One of them is communication, how well you communicate with your clients and actually communicating with your clients, which is so important. Number two is navigating conflict, how you solve problems, how you deal with conflict when it arises and how you control yourself. The third one is building connections. Connections come down to getting to know your clients and building long-term relationships with your clients. Now, if you go back to episode eight, building a moat around your database, this talks about exactly that, how to build relationships with your clients. And that's a really important thing to do because one client is going to serve you very well over your career because they tell everyone about it. They're loyal to you as long as you build that moat. So listen to episode eight if you missed it. Number four is how you express yourself will determine how your clients and customers respond to you. So whether you're aggressive, whether you're pushy, or whether you're assertive and confident, you need to be assertive and confident and that's the key and not being too pushy. So how you express yourself is very important. And remember, you need to adapt to each client. So that comes down to number five, which is the capacity to show empathy. So putting yourself in the client's shoes. And I've gone through other points. I'll put a link to the website below for Andrew Sobel's page, where you can actually do a course on building your empathy muscle, and he'll teach you how to do that. He's also got some great tips on there on how to do that. But empathy is really important, and it's not just about your career. It's about your whole life and relationships with people around you. Empathy will take you places, my friend. People without empathy, they you can smell them. <laughs> you can smell them a mile away because they'll often be so consumed with themselves that people are repelled by that person. Somebody that shows empathy oozes a particular vibration or a particular warmth that people are attracted to. 
because they feel like they're being listened to and they feel like they're being understood. So never underestimate the power of empathy. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Sandra Carter. I'm a commercial agent. You can find me on LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook under Sandra Carter Commercial Agent. Keep selling hard, work on your EQ, work on your emotional intelligence, and smash that glass ceiling. This episode was brought to you by M2 Moringa. Now, this is a tea tonic that I have every single morning. I have it with lemon and hot water, and it's so packed with vitamins that I've had to throw away all of my pills because I don't need them anymore. It has vitamin A, vitamin B1, B2, B3. It's got vitamin C, it's got calcium, it's got chromium, it's got copper, it's got iron, magnesium, it's got magnesium, it's got phosphorus, potassium, protein, and zinc. So, yeah. And the website is www.m2moringa.com.au See you next time.